The following programming is sponsored by Tom Tool III. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Time, and we've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And if you have been living under a rock, you would have heard about this. Or I don't think I said that right, but... Unless you've been living under a rock, you would have heard about what went on last week with the Federal Reserve meeting. And if you want to tune in, we're streaming live on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Big news coming out with the Fed Wednesday meeting last week. Basis points got raised, or the Fed key rate got raised by three quarters of a basis point. And now there's all kinds of talk that we're absolutely in a recession. What does it mean for the market? And, and there's a lot to unpack here, and we've got a couple different reports and a lot of data we're going to share. Ladies, what was the initial reaction to the meeting on your end and by your clients and, and especially being in the day-to-day of helping people buy and sell real estate? Well, it was definitely an awakening. Um, some clients, they really... It was funny because one of them reached out to me specifically and wanted to know what that means for her. So I had to go through and explain uh, how the interest rates are going to affect her buying power. And um, I had been trying to coach her along to, you know, she planned on doing a buy and sell and we were trying to do it last fall and she wanted to wait till this spring. Um, So now she unfortunately is going to buy, find herself in, um, a situation where she's going to be able to afford less of a house than what she was currently looking for or previously looking for. Uh, so that was one particular um, buyer that I was dealing with. The other one, um, we had to totally readjust their their budget. They were looking up into the 650s and, you know, we were doing some cost sheets the other day and they were in sticker shock. Um, even though their interest rate was going to be like 5.5 because they were getting a lender discount because they were using the same lender that they had used previously. It was still much more than their current 3.125. Um, so we had to readjust, which they're fine with. It's it's a job low move, so they have to be, you know, willing to be flexible. And um, so, you know, instead of looking upwards of 650, we're down at their peak at 550. So there's we're finding inventory mm-hmm. that is available that uh, meets all their their uh, you know check boxes so that's a good thing and we found over this weekend that some of the offer deadlines have been extended yep so it's kind of interesting what's going on um, I still see a lot of people that have been working with still want to purchase uh, and we're still actively um, you know moving towards that. So people are resetting their home search is is, is what I'm hearing. Sarah, are you seeing the same thing? Have you had similar conversations? And credit to your client for actually knowing what's going on because most people have no idea. So that's that's a good client that you're working (laughs) with there. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing the – it's kind of the same as what we've we've been talking. The clients that are motivated and need to make the move are – you know, we're maybe having to to adjust some numbers and make sure that – 
you know, we're looking every day at what does what does this do to to your monthly payment? Because if you look back, you know, from just a couple months ago, like what that does, it's it's significant. So um, in some cases, we're we're having to look at at a different price point. Um, but I'm also still noticing. I mean, I have an offer that just went in today. There were 14 offers in. Yes. So like, depending on your price point, like there's a lot of factors that go into it. But people are still putting forward competitive offers. Yes, exactly. I find the same thing. They're still competitive. We have to still think that it's multi-offers, multiple offer situations. That's for sure. Well, and, and just because we're in a market that's changing a little bit, and I, I've got some comments on this, and then we're going to cite some of the expert opinions, doesn't mean buyers and sellers lack intent. And that's the thing I, a lot of people forget. They think the sky's going to fall, rates went up, everyone's going to stop buying and selling real estate. That's never happened in the history of real estate. People have always transacted. We talked about this during the pandemic, that people still transacted. It was a lot less, you know, that those things happen. However... People with intent are still going to transact. Life goes on, right? Mm -hmm. Just because rates went up, if you're busting at the seams in your current home because you had a new baby and you're living in Philadelphia, I don't know who that would be, <laughs> uh, or or you're, you think your home's too big and it's too much maintenance and you can't keep up with it, those, those life conditions are going to be there. So that is the one thing every single consumer needs to know. And the rates are still pretty low historically. We're seeing 30-year mortgage rates around 6% or so, a little higher than that. This is the highest basis point increase since 1994. So there's something to be said for that. And th this is a big jump. So th the question, and, and you guys answered it a little bit, is what does this mean for the market? And I would argue that this is a normal real estate market right now. This is not some unheard of market where there's this massive slowdown and, and, and the market's falling. This is what a normal market was like before 2020. And a lot of consumers don't realize that a lot of agents don't realize that. And they're not understanding how to negotiate home inspections or adjust prices on listings or even write an offer and you're the only offer submitted. So the industry is going to be in, a, in for a little bit of a wake up call here. In housing wire, what they identified here, and you know, we've, we've been talking about Logan uh, Matashami a lot because he knows what he's talking about here. Um, there, there, there's talk of a you know, is, is a recession coming? We'll get to that in a second. What I think this means and what I see happening here is that buyers are going to have more options. We're starting to see inventory outpace pending sales. We've seen it happen the past three months in a row. And on top of that, the market's going to be less volatile, but also still competitive, like you said, Sarah, because the, the best homes always sell quickly and there's always going to be multiple people interested in them while inventory sits as low as it does. To give people some perspective through the end of May, now we don't have the June numbers yet, in Philadelphia, Chester, or excuse me, Chester, Delaware, Montgomery counties, we saw basically a two-thirds of a month supply. So we'll call it, you know, 19, 20 days, somewhere around there. Um, and it, it ranged from 19 to 22. And in Philadelphia, we saw a 2.2-month supply. So it's a little bit of a jump. So you're looking more like 65, 68 days of homes if nothing else came to the market. So they're still lower in May. I anticipate that's going to rise as we work through the summer here. And what I also know is that, like you said, some buyers are just going to pull out. More importantly, the existing number of homes that are selling have dropped this year in all, in, in, in all areas. It was down 2.4% in April. And the adjusted, you know, how many homes we think are going to sell this year is in the 5.61 million range. Last year, it was over seven. 
So that's where you're feeling the 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 deceleration, and some buyers are just deciding not to get into the market, while other sellers, I th- I think they're starting to realize they might have missed their opportunity to really cash out high here, mm-hmm. especially with affordability. So that's what I see this, and you know because of what the Fed said, um, they're not done here. So where do you think rates are going to end up? Because they're going to continue to increase these rates. The next meeting's in July, and. They've already said, like, we're, we're, we're not going to stop this here. And inflation's still at 8.8%, the highest in 40-plus years. Do we see 7? Do we see 8? What do you anticipate that happens through the next six months of 2022? Um, I think we're going to be above 7. I don't know that we're going to actually hit – I hope I, – I don't know that we're going to actually hit 8, but I think we're going to be above 7. Okay. We're definitely going to be at the 7 mark – not eight. I think eight would definitely create too much fear and panic in, in the economy um, too quickly. A lot of people were very concerned about this one being a little bit too aggressive. Um, so I think they they definitely have to tread lightly um, because with all the talk of recession, recession, you know, mm-hmm. people are getting real antsy and real concerned. Um, I hear that a lot when I'm out, you know, talking to people. So... It's just going to be a delicate balance um, because they don't want everybody pulling back everything. Um, Because even I think consumer spending was down in May also. Mm -hmm. So that's another indicator. Um, Yeah, but I think I think we'll definitely get up to seven. That's for sure. So here's how wrong the experts have been. Just to give some perspective here. This article is from Market Watch on May 19th. So literally 32 days ago, maybe 33, depend, that's probably 33. Um, a lot of experts on this article, um, the Mortgage Bankers Association, they forecast 30-year rates will close out at 5%. They were wrong, unless they go down, which wouldn't mm-hmm. may not be a bad thing. Um, Freddie Mac forecasted they'd average 4.6% for the year. I'd have to see how they're capped, but that's an average for the okay. year. So you got 3% at the beginning. Um, they did not expect rates to rise abruptly, and then there's some people that predict it's 6%. So I, I tend to agree. I see 7 is kind of where this ends up because this has kind of been factored in already. The rates jumped before our show last week, and the meeting didn't even happen yet. So I'm in agreement with you. I think seven's kind of where it's going to go. And what I also know is that the experts out there saying the shoe's going to drop in housing, meaning housing prices are going to come down, I could not disagree more with that because there's still a supply and demand issue. So – I don't know. What, what do you what do you guys think about no, housing prices? I, I totally agree. I know we're with kind that. of aligned on this already, but I yeah. want to be super clear. It's just um, it's sometimes it's a little frustrating trying to explain to people over and over why that's not going to happen. Right. Um, and even if it would take a dip, it's going to be it's just probably you're going to see some of the homes that were aggressively priced on the market doing price adjustments. Right. To so where they be, match what mm-hmm. what they should be priced mm-hmm. at. Right. And I mean, I think that I can get on. I can agree with that. Uh, the number of home sales may go down, but I don't think that the, you know, that there's going to be price, like, you know, that the value of the, the homes are going to be going down. So I, I agree with both of you. Um, and the reason I say this, I, I listen to the Pivot podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to that. It's got Scott Galloway. He's an NYU business professor. I find him really interesting. He said that housing's the next shoe to drop, and I was like, "You got to." This was Friday, so I'm like, "You got to be kidding me, dude!" But that's fine. That that you know, we'll we'll see who's right at the end of the year. Redfin had a report that came out, and I want this. This dropped uh, today that they had two reports specifically. Uh, the first is the home buyer competition 
in May. And they charted this since April of 2020, the monthly share of offers written by Redfin agents. So it's a smaller sample size, obviously, that face competition. And in May, it was 57.8% of the offers written down from 60.9% in April and a peak of May 2021 of 68.8%. So that to me is, I would say, without having our own numbers here, and our numbers would obviously be smaller with, with our, our organization, that feels right, that you kind of saw that kind of dip in February of 21, and then it peaked right back up last spring, and it's been kind of even since. If you look at the chart here, and we'll get this up on the replay, it's been pretty consistent up until uh, up until you know, May of this year, and that's when all the, the rate hikes started to happen. The second report is about listing price drops. I find this one to be very interesting. So the four-week rolling average share of homes with price adjustments. So at the beginning of 2022, it was only 2% of properties had price adjustments, according mm-hmm. to this, uh, the, the Redfin analysis of MLS data. It jumped to 5.6% so far in June. And if you look at the chart here, it was hovering anywhere from 2 to 3.5. But seeing that 5.6 number, this is just the beginning because – if a home's not priced right, you said it. They, they gotta, they got you gotta adjust the number. There's no other way to do it. So, seeing this data, what does that mean for people that are looking at this? I mean, are we seeing that deceleration? What, what, do, what do you? If someone asked you this, that's buying or selling a home, how would you interpret this data? Well, sellers are always the last to know that the market's <laughs> changing. <laughs> so that's why you're going to see the price adjustments because we know it's happening, and you know we can give. Um, a real knowledgeable assessment on what we believe that, you know, the market would bear for a house when it's going to be listed. But you really have to listen to what the sellers want to do. And if they want to go 50000 over what you recommend, then, you know, you have to listen to what they mm-hmm. want. So there are the folks that you're going to see the more of the adjustments because they still think it's such a, you know, an aggressive market that they are going to get 15 offers all over asking price and waiving inspections and everything else. Right. I, I mean... And what's interesting, and this is true regardless of, like, if there is a shift happening now or even, you know, last year at this time, um, the way that you're going to get the best offers and the most offers and have the most to weed through is not to overprice it. Um, it's to do your research, look at the numbers, put it at a at a price that's going to drum up the attention and have people go up because you may end up with that, ultimately, that number, but there's a strategy and a way to get there. Um, and if you just list something really high, I mean, yeah, now I think you're going to certainly see the effects of it. And I think that you could see that even in the height of everything. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And I mean, b- buyers are too savvy right now. Like mm-hmm. they, they do so much research before they even get to the home right. because they've been trained that I don't have time to make a decision mm-hmm. after I see it. I've got to be prepared beforehand, at least, the buyers that have good agents have been trained that way. So I, I totally agree with both of you. The, the, the adjusting price tells me the market's slowing down a little bit. And it also means they just picked the wrong price. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you tell a seller. They're going to price it where they think they're going to price it, and then the market sets the number. That's how it always works. A home is worth as much as a buyer is willing to pay, period. Mm-hmm. And you can argue that in great markets like we just saw the past 24 months or – Markets that are maybe a little tougher in 2008, 2009, 2010 is an extreme example. So the Redfin data, does that tells me the market is decelerating a little bit. We're going to see time on market rise. I'm clear on that. We're going to see buyers look at more homes. And what 
I also see here is I, I think there's a little bit of uncertainty right now because the Fed came out and their whole reason behind raising rates was inflation's high. We got to combat it. So are, are you seeing that there's some buyers that just are besides resetting? They're just like and, and sellers, too. They're a little uncertain about the economy. They're worried about the recession that, in my view, has happened already because a recession is defined by two quarters of declining economic data. We're almost done the second quarter here. We've seen what's happened with the stock market. Inflation's at this high, very high number in, in four decades. Do you see people pulling out of the market just kind of waiting to see what happens the next couple months? Is that, is that a real thing that's going on right now? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I think that sometimes those are the same people that if it wasn't that, like, unless if things completely flipped to where it was an ideal market for them to buy, um, if it wasn't this, it maybe would have been something else. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, I am, I am seeing that for sure. Mm-hmm. I have a couple clients. It was, the market was way too hot. They're like Goldilocks. <laughs> it was way too hot. And, and now it's like, oh, we don't know because we're uncertain. So, but I think. When's it going like, to be yeah, just exactly. right? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has the crystal ball. So you have to take a leap of faith sometimes, you right. know, and just go for it. Because right. nothing, one thing is certain, nothing stays the same. It's always sure. changing. Right. So where they could have gotten in on the low interest rates, but a little bit more competitive now that the interest rates are a little bit higher, it's still not ideal. Right. So for them. Right. <laughs> well, and, and I, I agree because there is, I mean, and, and, and there, there's been a lot of people that have been charting this and saying, here it comes, here, here's what's going on. I was, um, and this is why you shouldn't watch the news, by the way, because I was, uh, I was out of it and, and homesick, a rare sick day for me last Thursday, right after all this stuff happened. And I put on CNBC and laid on my couch and it was, I was so depressed just listening to it <laughs> because every stock was down, but we, you know, stocks go up and down all the time. So the, the thing I look to here, and, and I find this pretty interesting is uh, Logan Matashami from Housing Wire. He has six recession red flags and he's saying the fifth one got raised. And, and this is some pretty analytical stuff. So I'm going to break this down for someone that, maybe isn't into regression analysis analyses excuse me and statistics so the, the short of it is um, he has a progression model which is basically a statistical graph of, of different things and um, on he has big four indicators since the last recession employment industrial production real sales and real income so month over month, you're seeing these numbers have had a little bit of a dip here um, as of May 2022. And the fifth one is the uh, around housing starts and like permits getting pulled and what new people are building. And I think we're less prone to. In fact, I know we are less prone to that here in the greater Philadelphia area because there's just not as much new construction. Mm-hmm. Now, you go out to like central Pennsylvania. I think it's a totally different story. There's new homes and new communities getting built all the time. And you kind of see that on the edge of Chester County a little bit mm-hmm. and some parts of Montgomery County. But you go to places like, I mean, the Midwest, I mean, they're building like new communities and they're building like towns sometimes. So seeing that uh, is, is something that really indicates to me that, yeah, this is this is something that's happening. We've seen what the Fed's doing. You know, I, so knowing that the recession, it looks, looks to be real, knowing what the Fed did, knowing what the Redfin data says, how are you talking to clients right now? This is the biggest question. Like, wh- what are you telling them? Because... To me, there's three types of realtors that are going to be out there. There's going to be the sky is falling realtor that tries to use fear-induced tactics to get people to list and sell. There's the 
the market's going to do great no matter what, rose-colored glasses realtor, which that may be fine, but when your business is suffering and you're the decision maker or they're laying off people at your place of employment or there's other things happening, it doesn't matter if housing prices are going up. Your situation's a lot different. And then there's going to be the third agent that actually knows what's going on and communicates that and has some empathy while they're doing it because some people are going to get affected a lot differently than others here. So what's the messaging you're giving to clients right now, and how are you helping them work through all this? Because you watch the news, you read these articles, it does sound, and and there are some serious indicators here. How are you helping to make a, a logical decision? I mean, my advice is, you know, you get down to to motivation. You get down to what is what is the reason for for the move. You look at the numbers. Um, you know, given this being what interest rates are, this is what's going on. Can you afford this monthly payment comfortably? Also, given that we don't know exactly what's going to happen with inflation. So Mm -hmm. let's say things keep going. You know, we don't know how long this will go on for. So you need to have enough of a buffer in there that um, nobody wants to be in that position where you're right on the line of like, can I make all of my bills and all of my payments? And what if something happens? You know, Um, so, you know, just making sure that they're educated on where are you comfortable and what is your comfort level and can we make this work? Mm-hmm. And that there's still opportunity there. I mean, it's and just finding the the right spot. And like Stacy had said, you may have to pivot a bit. You may have to adjust um, your price point. You may have to, um, you know, just know that your interest rate is going to be higher. And and that stinks. But you know, just have to look at the whole big picture. <laughs> you have to look at the whole big picture. And I think giving them a lot of information, especially pertaining to all the numbers, run cost sheets. Like in every scenario that you can possibly imagine, different price mm-hmm. points. I think that's so helpful for them when they can actually see it and understand what are these costs. What's it going to cost me to get into the home and what's my monthly payment going to be based on that tax, you know, what the taxes are in the home, you know, speculated closing dates, things like that. Does it work for them? Do we have to adjust? I think that provides the most comfort for my clients when they can actually see the numbers mm-hmm. and they can, you know, figure it out, discuss it amongst themselves and figure out which direction they want to go. Yeah. When it shows them, like, what does this mean for me? Because when you talk mm-hmm. about things in the broad, like, you know, it's just like, all right, but what does that really, what does that really do to me? So mm-hmm. seeing right. like, this is what it does. Great is point. like, okay, right. that makes sense. Right. <laughs> and it, they also want your opinion too. And, mm-hmm. and this is where a lot of agents, they don't have the backbone to actually say, here's what this data tells me based on my experience. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of agent that's going to survive. And we're going to talk about like what, what all this means for agents next on our next segment here with all the layoffs last week that happened with some of these major companies. They want your opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great to say, okay, Sarah, well, the rates are going up. Like you're telling me this, but so what should we do? Like people want, they want to know, like, what should we do here in some cases? Mm-hmm. And, I always find it's best to say, okay, if you want to get the home, here's what to do. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to move, here's what to do based on this. Now, you don't have to move. Right. you got to make right. the decision to move. Right. I'm telling you, if you want to move, here's what to do. And mm-hmm. that takes a lot out of it because you're giving them advice based on facts and data and having empathy to do it and letting them know you, you can do whatever you want here. But right. if you're looking for advice, this is what I would recommend we do. And I, I'm clear that's the kind of conversations every agent's going to need to be having right now. Because if they're not and they're just giving blasé information or they're living in this fear-based mm-hmm. chicken little movie, right, uh, or the 
I, I don't the market's still going to go up. You're fine, which isn't going to affect people that way. People are going to start to tune out those agents and look for the ones that are actually doing business and helping people and transacting. Mm-hmm. And knowing the local business, because that's what Agreed. it is all about. Um, and the more knowledge you have, and, and it really, that solidifies everything for, for a lot of my clients, especially if they're coming in from a different area and they don't know the area. Mm-hmm. Right. Just having been here all my life and being able to just historically tell them about market shifts and happenings, mm-hmm. um, it really helps ease their their minds. I mean, this is a great area that we're fortunate to be in Agreed. such a great market and great yeah. area. Um, so we don't have those big swales like some areas did, you know, in 08 and 09. Everyone was affected, but there was markets that were much more affected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we managed to skirt around a lot of that. So just providing that historical information um, and in the local market and what I know about the market uh, is really helpful. Love it. So there's a lot of change happening right now. The more informed you are, the better as a consumer. And all the more reason you have someone that can actually explain this stuff like we just did. So if your agent can't, I would argue it might be time to find another agent. So on that note, yeah, (laughs) don't give out your cell phone number would be my advice. You can follow her on Instagram. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about all the layoffs that happened in the real estate industry this past week and what it means moving forward. And is there a purge coming This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Main Line at 610-692-6976 
or visit TomTool.com. That's TomToolWithAnE.com. Sell your home for more, and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group with Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018, and number 13 in the country year to date. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's a uh, breaking news here on on the number one real estate show in philadelphia because i think we're the only one um so (laughs) what i want to talk about next and and to me this is something i don't think enough people are talking about because consumers are going to get affected by this more so than i think they even realize and in a good way is that there was a lot of layoffs last week in the real estate world and we've seen the mortgage companies do this too like better is cutting people like on zoom calls better mortgage Redfin laid off 8% of their staff because there's not enough work. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't see that really wow. being a problem for a lot of people here. I think there's actually more work now that the market's slowing. That's another story. Compass cut 10% of their paid staff. So this is a lot of people that are getting laid off right now. And, and again, another sign of a recession. Do you see this as a sign that there's a purge coming in the real estate market? And meaning mm-hmm. people are going to get out. There's going to be less people working in the market. To give some perspective... 10 years ago in 2012, there was just over a million agents. Now there's over 1.5 million. So are there more people getting out? What, 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 what do you two see as the result of this? And what are you hearing on the ground? Because I think that's the lead indicator here. Well, it's a tough business. <laughs> so a uh, lot of people. Agree. <laughs> yes. So with that being said, um, a lot of people got into the business be- in the past couple of years because of they thought it was going to be so easy to make some quick money because houses could kind of sell themselves. Not true, but that's what they thought. Um, so I think some some agents are going to fall off because of that, because they realize it it's not easy. It's very difficult. And with the shifting market, they're going to even get more frustrated and and worried so they're just going to find another um another field to get into and i think some of the second part of the purge may be some of the folks that have been in in the industry for a long period of time Uh, they might have stayed through the the big upswing in the market because of again the ease of um buying and selling real estate at that time. But with the shifting market now, they might decide, you know what? It was a good run. I'm going to get out now. Things have really changed, Mm -hmm. especially with all the electronic advances, uh, with a lot of the technology that we've been utilizing through the pandemic. They might not be so savvy to that (laughs) technology. So I think you're going to see some purge in that area too. So um, I totally agree with this. We're going to see you know, a lot, a lot of agents falling out of the, the industry. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, 100%. Um, I think that you, as things shift here, depending on when, like, let's say that you got into the market pretty recently and maybe you had some success and there was certain strategies that you used in order to get offers accepted or listings or, you know, which, whichever it may be. And as things change, you have to be able to, be knowledgeable of that and know how to shift your strategy. So if you're not able to adapt, um, you know, that could be something that could pull people out. And also, you know, if during the time where things shift, you need to be able to 
potentially have a couple months of a a change in in your income and you have to if you can't if you don't have something set aside to ride through um the change if if you do have a buffer period there while you're figuring it out or if something happens or, or whatever um a lot of times like you don't have a choice like maybe you would want to stay in it and you'd but if mm-hmm. if you don't have a buffer like what are you going to do like you've you've got to go do something else so um right. Because, you know, with this, it's, you know, in most cases, you're you're solely commissioned for the most part. Um, and it's not like when you get something under contract that you get paid right then. Like yes, depending on depending on your settlement time frame, you you could be a couple months out from from that paycheck. So um, or it could fall apart or it can fall no apart. Paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't want to. Like, closing. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, right. You, uh, you don't want to count mm-hmm. your chickens before they hatch never <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do that right right mm-hmm. they well, spend commission before it's even earned really right. they, they get commission advances and have to pay a portion oh. of that back i mean i've seen th- those companies exist so that, that's a really great point I, I love what you're talking about sarah because i think this is the problem with realtors is they don't budget and have like a like uh, they're like what do you mean budget and then that, i have to pay taxes out of this commission like i mean right. this is the stuff people don't get so to me that's absolutely part of it um, I want to give you a, a, the list of companies that have cut in real estate so far this year. There's, there's, there's over a dozen. So I'm just go Better Mortgage, Blend. I never heard of them. That's another mortgage company. Compass. Doma is a digital title insurance company. Um, guaranteed Rate, a big lender. Homey, I have no idea. That's a flat fee brokerage in Utah. Keller Mortgage. Knock, which is a um, – that's, that's kind of a, a – uh, a, a real estate tech company, Loan Depot, Mr. Cooper, Notarize, Penny Mac, Redfin, Rex Real Estate. I'm pretty sure they're out of business. Rocket Companies, it's Rocket Mortgage. Side, which is another, um, it's a, like kind of a VC tech company. Tomo, another mortgage company, Wells Fargo, and Zumper. So a lot of mortgage companies in there. Yeah, I was going to say, so out of all of those, what, there were three um, that aren't four. Mortgage. I mean, four okay, real four. estate companies and some tech companies in there. Yeah. Um, doesn't surprise me with the mortgage companies because w- what I know is that 82% of the rate locks in May, they were all for purchases. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people were living off refis. And to your point, when the market turns, like the first thing to go away is the easy stuff. I mean, when rates are low, you can write those refis all day. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and there's a lot of big lenders right now that they're they're just they're cutting their fees so much for the business that you can't even like start a new mortgage company right now. I, I think Tomo is a good example. I mean, they were... Greg Schwartz, smart guy, ex-president of Zillow, former president of Zillow. I mean, they had to really cut back their expansion. And I I think that's a a tough business to be getting into right now because the big banks are just like, screw it. We want the interest. We'll cut cut a lot of the lending fees. So there are a lot of those in there. What what I saw, it was a lot of newer companies, uh, meaning, and you could put Compass and Redfin in in that boat too, where they staffed up because the market was hot. And then they cut back when volume went down. That's the biggest observation I saw there. Um, so n- knowing that, that those are kind of the people that are, that, are, that are cutting, and also I think it's important to acknowledge that Fannie Mae downgraded their expectations for 2022 and 2023. So what they're saying is that home sales are going to fall 13.5% this year. That's a big number. This is all related. Rates are up. That easy refi business isn't there. Some people were, like you said, just kind of doing business because they were there and they were showing up and they didn't know what to do. They just happened to be in the right place at the right time. I, I mean, so 
are, are you going to see more people get out of the industry? I think is the big question here because 13 and a half percent is pretty, pretty big. That's, 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 that's a large portion of volume there. I mean, what, what do you see happening with real estate agents specifically? And I do think we're going to see people kind of shrink their staffs a little bit because payrolls get bloated when there's a lot of de- there's a lot of sales coming in. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the number of real estate professionals specifically? I think it's going to thin out. Um, again, because you, you know, you have to get back to to basics to find to find the right clients, the right motivated clients. Like things aren't necessarily just going to be coming to you. Um, so there's there's that piece of it, and um, I I think that you're you're also going to be in a position where you're still having to have those tough conversations with um, with a lot of your clients, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to communicate to them properly what's going on, what that means for them, and to have some difficult conversations with clients, especially ones that maybe you've been working with for a little while and yeah. were used to, were expecting had different expectations for what their home was going to look like based off of what was going on at the time. And if you can't um if you can't communicate that to them in a way that they are still on board with the home search while it looks different, then you've potentially lost that client. So, um yeah, I think there's going to be some some tough conversations and some people that fall away. So I'll, I'll take it one step further in that I know these conversations have happened with we, – we've had some people leave our team, right? I think every this happens everywhere. It's nothing that, that we're being shy about. And some of those people, they weren't following the process or having those tough conversations. And I, I know in particular one client, um, we were able to sell them a house with somebody else, but they, they, they told the agent that worked with them, hey, if we didn't get the next offer, we were, we were going to fire the agent because they weren't telling us what to do and they weren't following the process. And – I think that you're going to see a lot of that happen too, where these people aren't trained right, and it's like you're not having those tough conversations. It's, wow. I mean, yeah. that, that that that's real life. I mean, yeah. I've gotten fired many times, so I have no. I mean, clients yeah. fire me, uh, and I fire clients. <laughs> Sometimes just not the right fit, but right. it's not because of lack of having that real conversation. It right. might be for other reasons, and I, I think that's the thing people need to get real with. Because if you're not having tough conversations with people in this market, then or any market, then you're you're not really helping them. Right. And that's what it's all about. It's, you know, you, you want to help them make the best strong decision for their, the position they're looking to you for guidance. If you're not telling them what is actually happening behind the scenes, everything that we know in our experience, that's a disservice to them because then they don't know how to write a strong offer. They might think their offer strong. I mean, how many times, Sarah, have you thought the, you know, they're like, well, we're thinking about offering, you know, asking price and doing a home inspection. And you're like, that, I'm sorry, you know, let me explain to you what right. a strong offer really is. Right. If you're not doing that and they continue to think that their offers are strong going in mm-hmm. and they keep getting rejected and rejected and rejected without knowing the real situation, I can see where that would become very frustrating. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and I think it's it's something that we've we've touched on before. A lot of times um, somebody does have to lose a house in order to 100 yes, percent to believe what you're saying. Believe, right? Yes. And then um, but from that point on, you know, you need to provide them with like this is what, um, given everything that's going on right now in the market, given the ex- my experience, based on comps, blah blah blah. This is what will secure the property. And then for them, is it worth it to you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like my job is to tell you, this is what will get the job done. Your job as the buyer is to decide, 
do I like it at that number and with those terms? Um, yes. Because, you know, maybe you don't. Maybe what it takes to get it isn't something you're willing to do. And then mm-hmm. that's fine. Then that isn't the house for you. But I guess letting people continue to put in offers that aren't strong enough to secure it is going to just lead to everybody being frustrated. Right. And you have to not take things personally, too. I think maybe there's <laughs> some agents out there that don't want to hurt other people's feelings. But mm-hmm. if you're not hurting anybody's feelings, you're providing them with facts. Right. So it's not I, I didn't create this market. I'm telling you how to navigate mm-hmm. through this market. Right. There's a big, big difference. Right. And I think you gain someone's trust and respect more when you're putting those facts out there and letting them decide on mm-hmm. how they want to move forward. But they have to know all the information. Right. Right. I, I would even take it one step further in that not only do you have to know the information, uh, but if, if you're, you're doing people a disservice when you mm-hmm. don't share it, like you're actually hurting the client when you don't tell them how things are going. Mm-hmm. And th- there's, we've talked about this internally a lot. Th- there's an issue right now where there's a lot of order taking that happened over the past 24 months. They said, okay, yeah, that's the offer you want to write. Great. No feedback, no input, no insight, no market data. Mm-hmm. And that's the agents that have clients that lose constantly. They don't mm-hmm. call the listing agent and see what's going on. They don't use the strategy. And we, we have 14 questions we, we give to everyone to kind of ask themselves and ask other people, like, is this high enough to get the price? Have you tried an oddball number? All those different things that you guys are all trained on. If you're not doing that, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to actually execute and implement on the plan and – we know that the 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 like the the top like ten percent of like real estate agents they sell over half the business anyway. So you got the bottom like fifty percent fighting over like ten mm. to fifteen percent of the business, and I think that's going to even happen more so with yeah. the way the market's going because a lot of these people don't have the right training and they don't know what to do. They just thought it'd be easy getting getting their real estate license. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know you, there's many many ways that you can provide information, especially if your clients are losing out on offers. Uh, get it in writing from the listing agent. What was the competition? How many offers were there? Um, how they can't, they might not be able to tell you exactly what the numbers are, but they can say it was well above asking. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, a large down payment. It was waiving this or doing that. So if you get these things in writing from straight from the other person's yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. email, you send it over to your clients, that's going to really solidify it too. Mm-hmm. That'll be an eye-opener. It's not just coming from you. It's coming from somebody else. So, again, it's still Third-party validation. Yes, providing yeah. the information to your clients so that they can make the best decisions. Mm-hmm. So what I also have seen internally, and we track a lot of data, as you guys can probably tell if you listen to the show, there's two other indicators that tell me the number of agents will be coming down. And I see this as just such a major opportunity for the people that are actually committed to selling real estate and as a career, not just a quick, rich, or get uh, get rich, quick scheme, right? That's it. Okay. Um, we've seen agent movement spike over the first half of the year, where offices locally in our marketplace have lost anywhere from 10 to 15% of their agents, and just they just move somewhere else. Mm. You know why most people make a move like that? They're looking for like a magic bullet. The and grass they fin- is greener. Yeah, the grass the is greener. Side. And if you come to our team, maybe it is. But other places, you know, I, I, I don't know that that's the case. Uh, and, and, I mean, I just believe in what we offer and what we do in, in all seriousness. We're also seeing, because um, we do a lot of things like a real estate scholarship program. We work with a lot of new agents. Both of the ladies here were new agents when yes. they joined our team. We're seeing those people that want to get into real estate. That number has dropped substantially the past 30 days wow. with just inbound, like, applications and inbound leads. Because going from I have this salary job mm-hmm. to – 
hey, there's a recession coming, and now I'm going to go do a commission-based job where getting started is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see those people kind of pull back, and maybe those are the people that weren't cut out for real estate in the first place because, to me, you have to be able to want to get into this market no matter what happens. Uh, I'm clear the best agents are made during times like these. So those two factors as well tell me we're going to see this number drop off, and teams – brokerages that have a training program that know how to show people how to go sell houses and find business. They're the ones that they're the ones that are going to take market share. I don't think there's any question. And anytime you see people cutting paid staff, it's not, not not a good sign. Yeah. Right. That's tough. And it's hard when people losing their jobs. I mean, I've I've seen people on the other side of this where they have to fire the people for the company. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. or or they're like that knucklehead from better firing them on a zoom call. I mean, it's, But that, that's what that's what companies that don't have a good business plan do. And right. agents with a good business plan are going to be the ones that survive no matter what the market's like. Mm-hmm. So yep. we're all in agreement. There's a purge. Not the kind yeah. where they, like, kill people in the movie, <laughs> but an actual purge, of, purge of professionals. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Good mm-hmm. stuff. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. It's almost the official start of summer. I would argue summer happened on Memorial Day. That's a different debate. What should agents be doing to prepare their business for summer so they can sell houses and take time off? We'll cover it next on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage America is Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the TomTool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool sales group at REMAX mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. (laughs) 
All right, all right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. She's Sarah Time. And we've got Gabe behind the camera. And we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So summer is is here and on school's out. Memorial Day's happened. I would argue Memorial Day is when summer really starts. We can have that debate another time. More importantly, now that school's out, like vacations are starting. You're seeing less people around. Like you can almost kind of feel it. Like the first, like when school's out, people are just gone and, mm-hmm. and they start going on vacations. And real estate agents take vacations too. I know this is unheard of. They're, <laughs> they're allowed to. It's legal. There's no, there's no problem with it. However, what I find... And you probably have some, I'd love to hear your two experiences on this. They don't prepare for their vacations. They just leave and they're like, oh, I'm going to work the whole time. And then it's a disaster every single time if you got a transaction going on or like all of a sudden there's people that have real intent that come out of the woodwork and you can lose business. Um, I know we have some internal training protocols on this. Do you, do you find this with other agents? That they have no plan when they go on vacation? Yeah, and it's it's tricky when, you know, you're trying to – get through a transaction and they're just like unavailable or um drunk crickets yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you can't get any information they have nobody in the office that you can talk to Mm -hmm. it's yeah it could be very frustrating and i would argue that is malpractice as a business to Mm -hmm. to 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 do that one to to your clients but it's not just the clients that get affected Mm -hmm. your vacation's ruined too like if it's you that does that like not that we would expect like if you if you are like all right i'm going away but i'm gonna be it's gonna be a working vacation like Without a doubt, you get sucked into like a million Everything. different things that end up taking forever. And kind of like you said, people that people come out of the woodwork, it's like they have like a sense. They're like, oh, you're going away. Now is when I will reemerge. Mm-hmm. And yep. like all of a sudden, you get like, sounds like a all, villain. Of, you get, like, all of these things that you're just like, I've been trying to see this house. I want to see that one. Where it's like, I've been trying to talk to you for months and like <laughs> line up different things. And now is. Like, just it, go it on vacation that way. and your business will boom. Yeah. yeah. So we're all in agreement here. Um, and I would also say it's not just the, your clients and, and your vacation getting ruined. Think about the people on the other side that are just like trying to get answers or trying to, like, buy your house. Right. Or right. they want to sell their house and, and you've got this buyer that's unavailable. So it's it just bad business all around. And so what I thought we could cover real quickly here is the things real estate agents should be doing to plan for, one, a well-deserved vacation. This is one of the hardest businesses out there. There's a major hustle component, and everyone deserves a vacation. I'm a big believer in this. Part of our team's mission is to make it the easiest place to sell and buy real estate, but also to have a great life outside of real estate, which includes vacations. I don't know about you guys. So what are some of the things agents should be doing to prep for their vacations? Hopefully they're going to listen to this and actually listen so their business doesn't get screwed while they're gone. Yeah, I mean, I think um, being organized before going, like having all of your date, like what uh, what deadlines are going to be happening during the time that you're gone? How are you going to like line up? Like, are you going to be checking in with them or are you going to designate that to some of your support staff? Like letting your support staff know that you're going on vacation. (laughs) Um, Also important Um, and having kind of like pre- Setting up with somebody on your team, if you're on a team, um, like, hey, if something comes up, like, can I count on you to, you know, 
take care of something mm-hmm. here or to if you have clients that are super motivated and you know that like something could come up that they need to see a property while you're gone like can we can I connect you guys mm-hmm. yeah. love that mm-hmm. so pre-plan like planning out your calendar in the beginning of the year if you can put your vacation time in your calendar that will help you when you're getting closer to that time when you're putting offers together you know you won't have a closing date during your yeah that's (laughs) during your vacation or you know you can kind of work around it a little bit better now there's always going to be something that comes up no matter Mm -hmm. what so uh, definitely having coverage you have to either you know reach out to another agent have somebody that's going to be able to Mm -hmm. to field questions or be at the ready if somebody wants to go on a quick showing or do a walkthrough something so you, you definitely have to plan strategize and and set yourself up so that you can enjoy your vacation you yes. don't want to be so stressed out when you're on vacation it's stressful prior to going on vacation <laughs> and coming back because there is a lot of catching up to do but um the more that you can prep the better off everyone's going to be your clients you your family everyone proper preparation prevents poor performance so that's that's a good one to yeah. go by there i so i love putting it in your schedule um I like I like the coverage plan, and I think you know that's one of the benefits of having a team versus being a single agent. I've been mm-hmm. on the other side of this where, and this is the mistake agents make: they don't want to like pay anybody, and then they actually lose business. I have seen real estate oh. agents like I'll get call. I've gotten calls. Hey, my agent's on vacation. We're not going to wait. We need to go look at this house because we don't want to lose it. Like th- these these are real conversations, and they don't have a contract signed. There's, you know, I mean, you have to navigate all the, all the legalities of it. So I'm not saying don't do, I'm not saying do anything illegal, but these are calls that come in. Um, mm-hmm. It's you're, you're doing such a disservice. So I would, I would pay people to cover for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would just, it's it, that, it. It, uh, well, it's, it's also the right thing to do. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of people get lost in this. They don't want to just cause the right house comes on the market. You got to work that out in the beginning. So to me, it's like find a vacation buddy, if you're on a team, you're in a great spot because I think a lot of people can pitch in. We have an agent that's been in Turkey for three weeks. I think she wrote two offers today. Um, and, you know, that's where her family's from and all that. So, I mean, it's – and she's been able to have showings and, and that stuff happens. So that's a great example where, where a team can help you. But if not, just find an agent in your office that you're, like, friends with. Or, right. I mean, I've covered – you know, I've covered showings for you before. I've, mm-hmm. I've You know, we've, we've covered stuff for, for other people all the time. So if not, find an agent in your office that you're going to, like, hey, when you go on vacation, I got your back. That would yeah. be, you know, that, that's a good way to play it. I'd also be mindful of when you're taking off because, to me, it's always better to take off when other people are off, like Fourth of July or, like, a holiday weekend versus, hey, I'm going to take the third week in May off. Like, I mean, that's just not, it's not smart business. We know that's a seasonal adjustment there. Anything else you'd suggest people do? I think letting your clients know that you're going on vacation. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. you know, still like, and depending on what your situation is and like, you're going to have clients that are at different levels of involvement with you and like, you know, people that you would like, no, I don't care that I'm on vacation. You call me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, giving them a heads up just so that if you are typically maybe you respond immediately or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, like there might be a little bit of a delay because if people know what's going on, they're more okay with a, you know, a, a change in circumstances mm-hmm. from like maybe your response time isn't quite as quick or knowing that like I'll be checking my email or my messages at this time and like kind mm-hmm. of like pre-setting yeah. up and giving people the expectations just so that they're not like, 
okay, well, she usually calls me back within an hour. Now I'm I'm calling her five more times. And then you right. look at your phone and you're like, oh, my God. So, um, <laughs> you know, letting letting them know what's going on and that you are either still available or this is who you can reach out to or, like, don't panic. Like, someone will be here to help you, but I'm going on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, I love that. And I would if you're going to be one of those people that has a working vacation, which I don't think is a good idea, spend, like, an hour a day in the morning just, like, getting mm-hmm. all your, like, responding to things. Mm-hmm. Beca- and if you give people certainty of when they're going to hear from you, there's not that component of calling yeah. five times. Which right, right. You don't think people do often? They, they do, do it very frequently. And yeah. and yes. it's, you know, to me, it's just, it, it's, that's a whole other story. We can talk about that later. What I'd also argue folks want to do, so we got plan your vacations, put them in your calendar, find a vacation buddy, communicate with your clients. I would over communicate mm-hmm. with them. I would mm-hmm. tell them like five or so, hey, just so you know, I'm not going to be like, and yeah. make it, make it super clear. And then let them know who to contact when you're gone. Like mm-hmm. almost like an email that goes out to everybody. Take off when other people are off. And the last way to prep for the summer, and I don't think a lot of people are doing this. I know we're doing it internally. Assess your business and come up with a second half business plan and tie it to math. Like how many transactions do you want to do? How many people do you need to talk to? How many appointments? What lead pillars? Have a, most people don't look at their business plan at all after right. they do it. So that's how to get ready for the summer. Hope you guys got some vacations booked. I know Sarah's in the middle of renovating a house, so maybe that's where you're spending <laughs> it. I don't know. That's all we got this week on Tool Time Real Estate Radio. You want to follow Stacy? She's on Instagram at the number two Mitchco. You can follow Sarah at Ty underscore tie Time. You can follow me at TomTool3RD. You can check us out live every week streaming on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. And we'll be back next week on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.